G'day fisters and welcome to the 14th episode of The Fist, the whole fist and nothing but the fist so help me pod, the official Fistball Australia podcast or as it's referred to by lovers of alphabet soup, the delicious TFTWFANBTFSHMPTOFHP. I'm your host Chris Super Mario Milne uh, but for today's episode I don't have our usual co-host Malcolm Mr Fister Donaldson with us. Some may ask, have we benched Malcolm in order to punish him as a scapegoat for the four and a half hour episode that we recorded with Sander Coyan? But perhaps this is how we build an award-winning culture with discipline. So instead, for today's episode, we have back by popular demand, Lee, the power station Moroni. Welcome, Lee. Thank you, Christopher. Uh, I was just thinking if I'm actually on any more times, you'll soon be saying that Malcolm is filling in for me when he's <laughs> back on the show again. Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, but no, but thank you, thank you for the the intro. I'm. Um, it's been a, a long, long day and a long weekend actually. Mm-hmm. I've been uh, away in Adelaide, your part of the wood. All oh, right, uh, Chris. Um, so. Oh, thanks for the call. Yeah, no, I uh, thought I'd let you know now when I got back. <laughs> <laughs> when you're safely back in Melbourne, yeah. Smart, yeah. Um, no, this was all uh, for for those that are sort of unaware. Adelaide sits about a thousand k's west of Melbourne. Uh, and Melbourne is where we play fistball currently, and Adelaide is where Chris has moved moved to now. And, and there's not a fistball league there, but they've got very strict COVID rules, and they're very quick to bring up a wall around the border whenever there's a, a COVID case in Melbourne. So we haven't been able to travel there for a while. But borders actually opened up again on Friday, and I had a friend's fortieth, so I went to that. Um, I flew in yesterday morning, and uh, was at the fortieth yesterday. And the reason I'm, I'm actually talking about this is it got towards the end of the um the evening there was only a few of us left and and um it got quite cool in the night so i put on a jumper and i just happened to put on my fistball federation of australia <laughs> jumper which is the yep. the hoodie that i i, I love traveling around with it's just warm and, and comfy yep. and uh there was this guy there was only about five or six of us left this guy sitting next to me and he turns to me and he says is that a fistball jumper? <laughs> and we're in we're in Adelaide where there's no fistball played, and there's a there's an ongoing joke, and you'd you'd be aware of this, Chris, but um, I'll just explain. There's an ongoing joke about Adelaide that you can't help but run into someone when you go out in Adelaide. It happens all the time. The population of the city is about a million people, so statistically, it's mm. it's not likely to happen. I don't think it happens anywhere else. And <laughs> in the world but in Adelaide it always happens and so this guy turns to me and says is that a fistball jumper and I thought he was going to start asking about whether the sport is like handball or whether it was like yeah, volleyball asking about it yeah and and he said oh do you know do you know James Atkinson and I was like yeah and he said do you know Chris Milne and I said yeah I'm about to go on to a, a podcast with him tomorrow night and he said do you know Eric Maddox and I was like yeah these are all the, the, the players that were part of the first international team and turns out this guy is a masseuse and he actually knows all you guys separately um, through mm-hmm. different massaging or physio. I don't know what's wrong with your bodies. It's, it's showing that we're all getting old. Um, but he, oh, so many things. He, he didn't know you collectively, <laughs> but just knew you all individually being involved in fistball. So mm. anyway, I sent a photo of ourselves to Jimmy, who I knew had just moved to Adelaide. And, and it turns out Jimmy just lived around the corner. Um, so he turned up to the to the party as well, and um, so we got to see see James, who was also unaware I was in in Adelaide, and all through um, fistball in a in a 
tiny part of the world where nobody would normally actually be talking about it. So Love it. small world, Adelaide, um, yeah. lives up to its reputation of um, everyone knowing each other and, yeah, glad to spread the fistful word <laughs> throughout the city. Yeah. So that's a shout-out to Tim Joy, is it? It is a shout-out to Tim Joy, yes. Yeah, nice. He's, um, yeah, good guy, Tim. So um, if he's listening, well, he's probably not, um, but I will <laughs> tell him to listen to it. <laughs> yeah, let's be realistic. That's awesome. Mm, so back and, um, yeah, it's ready for, uh, ready for bed, but we'll power on with beer and um, <laughs> fistful talk and <laughs> that will keep me going through the night. Yeah, love it. All right, well, then let's, uh, let's introduce our guest today. Uh, our next guest is yet another German fistballer with an Australian connection, a seemingly common occurrence. He was part of the men's, men's German national team squad for many years and had a very successful run for Germany as a youth player, becoming world champion at the under-18 level and a multiple-time European champion at the under-21 level. He also had a successful career for TV Brettoff, winning multiple medals in the Bundesliga. With so many victories and accolades at the highest level, one could easily be mistaken for thinking that these were his greatest achievements. However... Some might suggest that perhaps his most proud achievement is one that he achieved at the lowest level, latitude-wise anyway, when he claimed a Best and Fistest Award and a, the Peter Norman Trophy with the Westside Wombats at Fistivus 24 in Geelong, Australia, back in 2015. So without further ado, we would like to introduce the great Toby Klarner onto the podcast. Welcome, Toby. Hi, Chris. <laughs> Hi, Chris. <laughs> Hi, Lee. G'day, Toby. Thanks for the invitation. <laughs> Delighted to have you on, mate. We've been we've been wanting to get you on for a while, ever since uh, we had Nick on. He had a few stories to tell, so I thought that maybe we could extend that, that gesture to you. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Fist! Boy! All right, before we get into anything else, we should get on to the usual um, beer part of the podcast. Uh, Toby, as our guest, would you like to let us know what you're having for your breakfast beer? Yes, may I just note I can see the I can see the clock behind Toby, and it's ten minutes to twelve. So <laughs> it's he, lunch, yeah. For the record, he's having a beer before midday. <laughs> yes, but but it's a shame um, because it's uh, a non-alcoholic beer. Ah, yes. Yeah, it's Erdinger mm. from Bavaria, but it's non-alcoholic because. I'm stupid and um, I'm fasting. Fasting? It's, it's the right word? Yeah. Yeah, fasting. Oh, yeah. gosh. Yeah. <laughs> While the lockdown's uh, not the best idea of mine, but um, yes. Oh, well, I mean, we've heard... <laughs> and, and, and in Germany, we have a good saying, um, uh, non-alcoholic beer is like um, kiss your cousin. <laughs> it uh, tastes right, but is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I'm always I'm always just amazed there's always a new German uh, saying that I've just never heard of before and surely that one I would have heard and <laughs> no <laughs> yeah. of course, gross. Of course. Oh, that's amazing uh Leroy do you want to do you want to go next I will thank you um so my beer is a Mountain Goat Summer Ale, oh. and the the reason for the beer, I haven't had this one before, I've had plenty of Mountain Goat, but I chose the Summer Ale, um, the reason for that is it's February 28th, um, the last day of summer, Yeah. so this is a, a good way to send off summer with uh, our final beer for summer, and uh, be talking about fistball, so I, uh, I did wonder, um, Toby, I know where seasons start and, and end around the world does vary, so ours... Obviously, autumn starts on March 1st tomorrow. Do you have your winter finish uh, tonight or tomorrow? Not yet. 
I guess. It might be oh. it might be mid March. Um, I'll need to need to do more research next time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Two weeks ago we had uh, minus 10 degrees. Uh, last weekend uh, 15 degrees plus, and next weekend there's um, yeah maybe um, zero degree. Uh, I will note. Toby, I'm looking at you wearing a t-shirt right now. Mm. So, yeah, <laughs> myself and Milner more um, are more dressed up than what you are right now. Yeah, but that's because it's uh, an Australian podcast, no? so uh, I have to wear Australian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Toby is suffering right now for this podcast. Yeah. We really appreciate that. <laughs> ah, so yeah, I'll uh, I'll get my beer open. I've uh, not cracked it yet. Uh, yeah, I'll get on to mine. Um, mine is a bit of a um, bit of whiplash from the last episode. So uh, I was asked to drink a VB for the last one. <laughs> yes, yeah. which I did. It tasted quite nice, cold. I did speak to Laurie afterwards. The fifty dollars is in the bank account. He's a he's a man of his word, but he did also express some regret over not telling me to drink it warm. So <laughs> sucked in, Laurie. <laughs> but uh, so this one, I've gone back for a full-on hipster beer. Uh, sorry, Laurie. Uh, this one is by Mountain Culture Beer Company, which is based in the Blue Mountains. And this one's called Hill People Milk. <laughs> it's a oat cream N-E-I-P-A. Uh, it's, it's brewed with oats and with lactose. So uh, yeah, suck on that, Laurie. There we go. <laughs> Once again, I need to need to get the urge to go to the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, everyone always just so patiently waits while I pour the beer. It's, it's nice. You are the host. I am the host. Co-host. Co-host. Do you do you have you have one of these, don't you, Toby? The um FIFA. Yes. Nice. Nice. Yeah. We'll talk more about that. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Fist. Fist. Boy. All right. Let's move on. Uh, news. We had another Festivus in Australia last week, I think. Is that right, Lee? Did you go? Uh, I did. Yeah, actually, it was a really good, really good event. We had um, four teams, um, and it was just a round robin, just continual uh, fistball. And we, we had three set games um, between each of the, the teams. And uh, my, my team actually had a full team this time, which is really good playing with five rather than three or, or four and having to get filling. So that was, yeah. it was very enjoyable and a little bit of rain too. So it's, nice. it's always a lot more fun when there's a, a different dynamic. Yeah. And I hear um, a certain former captain, former Clemens Cronsteiner medal winner, Jason Builders actually turned up for a Festivus. Unheard of. He did. Um, he he um, didn't play um, with his usual team, not that he's had a usual team for about two years, but I did look over to the other pitch at one stage and saw him running around in the in the backfield and then or in the defense. And the next minute he was up in up in offense, and, yeah. and so he was yeah keen and keen to get the ball in and excited. So I think he's um, officially back. Beautiful. That's what we want to hear. Who who won the day? I don't even find out these days. Uh, I just uh, a week ago. <laughs> um, I think it was this. Club, okay. uh, yeah, it was. We we lost to him in a in a three set thriller. Actually, it was a really good game, okay. um, and it came down to the, the results of that game. And, and they won it. It was it was close, but um, yeah, always a good game that we have whenever we play this club. Yeah. And uh, yeah, once again, a nail biter. Nice. There's not a lot of other news. The only other news is the uh, the Austrian Women's Indoor Fistball Championships was held in a bubble over the last couple of weekends, which is pretty interesting. Mm. 
I'm going to butcher the name, but Asko Sikirshin. Uh, they were the champions after a boil-over win against hot favourites Union Nuspak. I'm just taking a punt at all these German pronunciations. I'm, I'm doing okay, Toby. <laughs> but uh, they won in straight sets, which was um, a bit surprising because uh, Nussbach had not uh, lost a game for the entire thing and then lost in the final in straight sets, which is very unusual. Um, they looked a little frustrated with themselves. Did you catch any of that, Lee or, or Toby? I didn't. No, I didn't. Mm. It's good. It's good to just watch some live football. It's nice. Yeah. Uh, but no other fistball news, really. The only other thing to comment on is the uh, an update on the podcast anomaly, which is the Richard podcast is now the most listened to podcast for some reason. 20 more than the Nick Trinemeyer podcast. Wow. Uh, which we thought originally was never going to be reached. I'm not sure what's going on. Uh, it sounds rigged. <laughs> it, it feels a little dodgy. I'm not going to say that this is a legitimate win. <laughs> Something's going on. I did have my inbox spanned about a hundred times requesting me to listen to that podcast. I don't know who it was yeah, from. <laughs> it all feels very dodgy. Um, I guess the only other piece of news is that Morocco is a IFA member now. So that's kind of cool. Um, another African nation, uh, Upper Africa, I guess, but it's cool. Mm. Let's. Uh, uh, I do have uh, some more news as oh, well. Yes. Uh, yes. Sorry, Chris. Uh, I've just done a little bit of research. Um yeah, autumn in Germany is from 1st of March to 31st of May. So there you are. This is the last day of winter, Toby. Oh, really? And, uh, for... Yeah, nice to know. Mm. Thank yeah. you. So for everyone listening... Um... T- tomorrow you can walk out in a T-shirt and shorts. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's, uh, let's move on to the reason everyone's tuning in right now is to listen... To, to Toby Clowner talk about himself for uh, about two hours straight with his uh, perfect fluent English, which he, <laughs> she's very confident about. <laughs> Toby, let's uh, let's run through it. Tell us about how you got into fistball. It's a bit of a family thing, isn't it? Yes, uh, totally. It wasn't really a, a decision. Um, it's in, in Bretov, it's a family thing and yeah, a town thing. So where every child in, in the town is um, going to fistball or don't belong to the village. <laughs> so, um, yeah, you, you don't have really a decision. But, um, yeah, the whole family is actually playing fistball from um, uh, father and cousin and um, aunts. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a really family thing. And... Um, that's a, one of the good things of uh, fistball. That's a whole family. Uh, yeah. Uh, how big is your village, Toby? Sorry? How big is the village? How many people live there? Um, 800 people. 800. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. Fairly. Yeah. Um, and 2,000 cows. <laughs> 2,000 cows. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, because the Bretov fans, uh, every time there's a, uh, particularly the indoor competitions, it seems like there's just a ton of them. And everyone's decked out in the in the colors and chanting and everything throughout the game. It's pretty impressive. Mm. Um, so they're obviously very passionate. Yeah, it's it's a very good thing. And um, it's um, a lot of fun to play with so many fans in the background. It's yeah, mm. one of the best fan cultures in, in um, fistball. And 
Um, not not every person in in football Germany uh, likes the bread of fans because um, okay. yeah maybe they don't have so many, but uh, I don't know <laughs> the, the really reason. <laughs> well, they're loud, right? They're probably off-putting yeah. for the opposition. Yeah, they're loud, and uh, um, Nick uh, is in Kefertal. There's there the fans are also very good, mm-hmm. loud and um, crazy. But um, yeah, the, the Funkstadt um, is more um, uh, famous for the good players and yeah. not for the for the good fans. <laughs> yeah, take that. Yeah, in Bretov, we 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 don't have the best players, but we have the best fans. <laughs> And how many how many fistball fields and and what facilities do you have uh, in the town for for playing? Yeah, it's it's quite luxury in the, the relations uh, because uh, there is a town of eight hundred people and we we have um, an indoor field mm-hmm. only to use for for um, for our club. Oh, that, that is luxury. <laughs> yeah, a, a big outdoor field of uh, six six fields. Wow. Oh. Yeah, we need to we need to visit this. this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and maybe maybe in September or in uh, maybe better in September twenty twenty um, when twenty twenty one sorry twenty two maybe uh, in September twenty. Let's not go back to twenty twenty. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, not possible to. To say it as German, um, so we are hosts from the from the German um, championship oh, right. this year in September. But maybe uh, Corona is uh, not to let us uh, let us have a, a good or great party, and um, so uh, we hope that we can uh, be host uh, next year as well. Yeah, mm. yeah. Nice. So, so when did you? How old were you when you started? Yeah, I was six years old. Is that pretty standard, like the, the yeah. starting age for fistball? Yeah, that's that's okay. a standard. Yeah, you, you have it taught in schools as well. Uh, is that right? In your school was fistball the, the main sport taught? Yeah, yeah, a few. Yeah, a class in the in the evening. Nice. And and you have it? Do you have a lot of your family still still live in the same town or in the same village? Yeah. All cleaners are living in Bretov or around by. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's uh, li- like like the uh, Asterix in Gallien. <laughs> yeah. So we cl- the cleaners are uh, people of Bretov. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because we're going to ask the um, the uniform that you guys wear, or that Bretov wears, has cleaner across the front. Yeah. So that's obviously a sponsorship of some kind, right? Of a, or is it just like acknowledgement of your family? No, it's uh, I don't know the the word, but <laughs> this guy's probably a cleaner. Yeah, <laughs> in, the, in the front and in the back, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> and inside the jersey as well. <laughs> but yeah, so it's a sponsorship, is it? Or yeah, I don't know the the right word. It's um, the uh, construction um, to build houses. Yeah, it's um, yeah. Right. The the, okay. the brand of uh, Christian, my cousin. Right. Ah, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So what I'm what I'm hearing then, Toby, is that while most families would get together to have a barbecue, you're saying that the cleaners will all get together and have a big fistball tournament. Yeah, uh, we see us uh, a lot, and we have a great uh, family. And um, but fistball is the the theme of every family meeting. Uh, it's all fistball, 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 
Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's nice. It's nice. Yeah. And you need it. Yeah. For sure. You need that passionate, passionate family and so on. Sometimes annoying, but uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you just don't want to talk about football. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I would imagine that if any of the cleaners want to go off and play soccer, that that's or, or football, that you sort of they're they're ostracised and and you cut them off. Yeah, cut cut from the family. <laughs> hmm. So are you are you still playing at all? Um, not a lot. Just uh, in the in the third team of Bretov with um, yeah the former players uh, Christian Kleiner and I don't know Tim Lemke was a good player, youth national player, maybe mm-hmm. 15, 20 years ago. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. we we are yeah friends and played a long time in the first team of Bretov and spent every weekend together and yeah. It, now it's not it's only only fun and that's the beautiful thing yeah yeah the end of our career and only play to have fun and <laughs> yeah a little bit success <laughs> yeah that's the one yeah. probably the one downside of being german as opposed to australian is that we're only now contemplating retirement at 39 yeah <laughs> whereas you you're, you guys have done it about 30 it seems like for the the men and female players there doesn't seem to be a lot that stay in the national team much past thirty, it kind of, it kind of trails off. But, yeah, uh, yeah. But we have uh, we have a lot of uh, young players in our first team, and they are even better than us. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. We're too old. <laughs> yeah, we'll get them excited to, to come over to Australia, and yeah, and they can play some festivuses with mm. us. Yeah, second career of mine. Yeah. yeah, good idea. And hopefully, then when they come over, because of COVID, the borders will shut. And mm. they'll be stuck here, and then they might have to get Australian citizenship. In which case, then we have an Australian national team that's been mm, yeah. greatly improved. <laughs> yeah, and if, <laughs> if the borders do open up for them, the borders do open up for them to leave. We'll just get them done with a criminal record or something, so they can't leave the country anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to stay. That's what we do down here, too. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, Bretov has a really good youth development structure, doesn't it? Because I, I hear that there's quite... I remember someone telling me a while ago that the under-18 tournaments, that Bretov's always up there as having one of the best teams. Is that true? Yeah. Many clubs in in Germany make the, the mistake that they have a good team in the youth mm-hmm. and they rise up. Yep. And then you have a good team uh, for the uh, adults. But in Bretov, our philosophy is to have in every year a new team yeah so uh, when you have mm-hmm. six year old p- people uh, we we talk with them come on play fistball and uh, the next year we mm-hmm. do the same with the next uh, six year old ones so yeah we think when you start with an, an under 10 year team you need 20 fisters yeah. to um, have a team 15 years later a team um, at the adults mm-hmm. yeah well it makes sense yeah because you'll have players that will drop off and even if you have players that you know if it becomes like you have too much talent and players can't get into the top team if they end up going to other teams yeah it's probably actually not a bad thing because if anything there's quality players getting into the league and topping up the league with really high quality players that just seems 
like a really great strategy. I wish that we had yeah. that many players to do that with, but it's it's a very sound strategy for sure. Yeah, exactly. And um, you don't need uh, only the good players for for a good club. You need mm-hmm. the referees. Um, you need um, uh, media marketing, and um, yeah, we we want to use all the people um, in the club, yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah, and you've got coaches as well, I assume. A lot of yeah. people stay on yeah. and yeah. stay with Fistball for, you know, their whole career. Mm. Yeah, right. And you're doing, um, I was reading an article the other day that you're doing some kind of online training, right? Yeah. COVID-friendly training of some kind. What's involved in that? Um, yeah, I, I've heard about the social media that many clubs in uh, Germany uh, don't know, don't really know uh, what they d- can do while the lockdown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, many clubs say, okay, we can't do uh, training, um, so yeah, we can't do anything, so mm-hmm. we don't do anything. Yeah. and um, I think it's the wrong um, side of yeah, the lockdown. So you you have the the possibilities, for example, um, with video conferences, with mm-hmm. uh, Zoom or something like this, uh, to to see your team and to have a, a training session together. And my team is a under 12 years old team. And um, it's not too, especially in German winter, you can't go to the garden and play some football. Yeah. And it's not the, the funniest thing for 11 year old uh, guy to make a workout um, in home or at home. Um, so, the reason for the training is to see to see each other every week one time yeah and have a little yep. workout but make joke jokes and something like this and uh, have a team building session every week so uh, it's not only the the sport thing uh, and also the yeah the surrounds yeah, the camaraderie, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And plus, if you're doing that and you're keeping in touch when mm. when you guys are able to train, people are just yeah cannot wait to get out there, right? Exactly. Whereas if it's kind of a if nobody's talked for twelve weeks, then you're suddenly going to be like, oh yeah, I guess yeah, I should go out and play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it is a hard one, isn't it? When you're having these long lockdown periods, and you know, if you're going for months, uh, nearly a year without playing, then you know, when you can play again, a lot of people may just have lost interest by then or just got into the routine and not playing and, and not return back to it. So having everyone still continually being engaged and, and being supported by the club, you know, will mean that when things are back to normal, that everyone is still there and, and excited about getting back and playing fistball again. Yeah. And it's sometimes it's boring and uh, always the same, but uh, we want to make the best of this situation. Yeah. I think it's a good idea. Was it something that you came up with by yourself or is it the, the movement of an organization of some kind? or The online um, thing? or Yeah, yeah, the online coaching that you're doing. Yeah, no, yeah, it's, it's a part of the, of the organization in Germany. It's a little bit difficult. It's uh, not the, um, the IFA and then the DFBL. So it's another organization, but um, this was a little bit private. So yeah, it was was very easy to to make it. Yeah. Yeah. And we, I have um, 18 people, 80 people at this um, time. And um, it was a good together to, to, to help each other. And yeah, it yeah. was very good. Nice. Yeah. What about your highlights? 
so far what what has been your highlight of your fistball career toby other than you know the the yeah you've told you've told all my highlights in the introduction <laughs> <laughs> that was all but I, I i sped over it really fast you can really pick the the best stuff yeah the, the best <laughs> highlight was uh, the under 18 year old uh, world championship in namibia in Spokkermund. Mm. Uh, that was really 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 uh, a nice tournament a highlight of the youth career mm -hmm. And yeah, I heard the national anthem of Germany uh, before the, the final. And uh, next to me is uh, Mats Albrecht. It's um, uh, a guy from our local uh, rival, I don't know. the Rivalry? Yeah, from Alhona SV. Yeah, Alhona SV and Bretov are not the best friends. <laughs> yeah, but, but we stand next to uh, us and um, yeah, I have a small... Um, Cry, not tear. Yeah, a tear because it was. Uh, oh my God, we we uh, started fistball uh, play it against uh, when we were six years old, and now twelve years later, mm. uh, we stand here and um, yeah, of course you know this feeling. It's very very good feeling, and yeah, I I stand there and think, oh, you can't cry. It's the, mm. the <laughs> important play game uh, of your career, and you stand here yeah. and cry. Um, so uh, come on, concentrate on the game. <laughs> you can't help but get swept up in the emotion of it. You know, it's an yeah. emotional moment, particularly if you've worked incredibly hard to get there. Yeah. I'm always uh, interested um, about the, you know, playing at the elite level that you've played at. What's the, what's the training regime that you go through when you're, you're playing at the highest level, which, which you have done? What does everyone go through to, you know, to, to be... The best of of your group to be selected for you know to represent to represent germany do, do you mean in in general in general the the national players or the youth national players or? Uh, i'm in, interested in what what when you were at your playing uh, not not now that you're in the third team um but when you're in the the highest league mm. um you know what was your typical week of training yeah i am i'm not the, the strongest attacker so um I always want to be good in yeah, running or playing clever and tricky. So the typical training week was game and at the weekend, twice uh, training sessions with the team and twice uh, training sessions um, at the gym. Yep, as well as a game. Yeah. So five, five days effectively with fistball training of some kind. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's a fair bit. And uh, actually, this actually touches on something I was curious about as well, is um, particularly with, with like the German national team, how does the invite to the squad happen? Like how do you get, do you, do you put your hand up to nominate yourself or does someone come you know does it does it get sent to your club someone saying that they would like you to to try out for the national team yeah the the coaches um of the youth teams visit the the youth championships and then you get an invitation okay and um yeah so, they reach out so so you would have to join the german team through going up the the ranks of the youth um if you you know in your early 20s say were found to be you know really improving would you probably be overlooked because there's more of a, a program to have to pick the youth players and, and to build them towards the german team you don't have to play in the youth um in the youth teams but uh, it's a, the usual way 
I'm just saying if there's a chance for me still, if I were to, to be, <laughs> if I were to be, um, yeah, just get the German nationality, just um, <laughs> what do I need to do? I think Patrick Thomas would be doing everything to keep you out, Lee, quite frankly. Yeah. He likes that number one spot. <laughs> <laughs> well, while we're talking about highlights, how about highlights when you're in Australia? I mean, you were down here in 2015. Mm. We touched on the fact that you are in a um, Fistivus while you're down here, but obviously you did a lot of other stuff in Australia. What was your highlights while you were down here? Yeah, this was my personal um, third career highlight, the, the Fistivus, yeah. and uh, yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I saw a tear actually swell up in your eye uh, during that Fistivus as well. <laughs> Same <laughs> feeling. <laughs> yeah. When you got that... The best in Fisters trophy when that was handed to you, I, I saw. Yeah. I saw what it meant. And when that giant oversized wooden fist was handed to Toby, <laughs> just that tear, single tear down the cheek. Yeah. <laughs> did you remember that I played with my wrong hand? <laughs> no, I did. Yeah, I, I, I did not remember that. For the garden Yeah, that really rubbed salt in the wound. That was one of the rules, wasn't it? Yeah. That was one of the rules for your playing was that you had to play with with your non-preferred hand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that was really, uh, to be um, uh, serious uh, again, <laughs> that was really a, a nice day mm -hmm. and one of the best days mm -hmm. I've had in uh, Australia because the, the time in Melbourne and the time with, with you um, was very, yeah, like family. Family uh, on the other side of the world and um, mm -hmm. a good... Um, time in australia so you heard you heard is i heard it of my bad english um i was um three months in australia but i only was around germans <laughs> <laughs> because uh, australia are, are yeah full of germans young german yeah backpackers travelers and yeah 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 so that the two weeks in melbourne was very good for my for, to improve my uh, English, <laughs> especially the horse race weekend. Ah, yes. <laughs> yes. The the Evoca Cup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was that was a lot of fun actually. It, it was funny um, because I was uh, just taking a few notes before the uh, the podcast tonight, um, and I, I wrote down around the Evoca races to to bring that up, and my partner. Uh, saw me writing notes and she said, you're not going to talk about the races, the horse races again on another <laughs> podcast, are you? <laughs> uh, few things more guaranteed than the trots somehow coming up in a physical podcast <laughs> yeah. with you. <laughs> there's, there's a good photo of us actually um, at the Evoca races. So yeah, Toby came down um, with us and the Evoca Cup is, is only held once a year and it's a picnic race you, and we, we stay there and we camp there on the Friday night. They had the races there on the Saturday and it was it was a good introduction to Toby to real country Australians, mm. you know, because the city folk, uh, especially where, where Chris used to live, you know, very hipster and, <laughs> and very manicured, you know, facial hair and um, everything's perfect. But in the country, it's the real bogan Aussies. And these were the people that turned up to the races, and it was good, you know, good to see that that riffraff rather than the um, the Melbourne yeah. <laughs> and the Melbourne crowd that you had got used to. Yeah. And it, it's exactly the same in my uh, home village. People. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did you, Toby? Did you win any any money at the at the races? Oh, I really don't know, but I can't imagine. <laughs> <laughs> 
we did get a photo of us standing in the barrier. So after one of the races and the horse, the horses all stand in these barriers and then jump out. And there was a good photo of us all after the horses jumped out. We then ran onto the track and got a photo of us all standing in one of the barriers each. So that's, um, <laughs> yeah, quite, quite a cool photo. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. One of the other things you did while you were down here is you, you ran a few trainings with the Australian team. I think it was a few, right? It was definitely one, maybe two. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was just thinking about the other day because um, I don't know if I told this story previously, but we had one training with you at, uh, at Gosh's Paddock, which is where we met you next to the Amy Park uh, football stadium, or as you call it, a fistball, a standard amateur fistball stadium. Mm-hmm. And we had a training where, you know, we were, I was diving around and everything, um, doing these drills with you. And then you know, I went to bed that night and I woke up, I think at about, two or three o'clock in the morning. I was just like really itchy and just like feeling a bit warm. And uh, anyway, so I got up and I went to the bathroom and looked in the mirror and my entire body was covered in hives. Do you know what those like inflamed red welts all over my entire body? And it's just like itchy, scratching like crazy. Uh, and I had to go to the hospital that night and actually get like um, at a, you know, a serious dose of antihistamines or something to get it to go away. So, um, wow, I was unaware of this. Yeah, I, I've, got, I've got a photo. I'll send it to you later. Of just the side of my body is just like, well, it's, the photo I have is of the side of my body. is just blown up uh, red and, and puffy. But there was everything. Um, it was uh, yeah, it was pretty full on. So, yeah, anyway, that was just like a, you trained us so hard, Toby, that I just broke out in hives. I don't think uh, <laughs> <laughs> to claim to fame there, mate. That's <laughs> <laughs> Probably more likely it was low quality fistroy lines. <laughs> <Just rubbing. laughs> Apparel you were wearing. <laughs> reaction. Very possible. Yeah. <laughs> and one other thing you did while you're down here that we didn't, I don't think we've talked about previously, but um, you actually competed in an internationals game versus Australia. Do you remember that? So it was you, Lucas Klinger from Germany, and Luisa. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. New, and uh, Lucas Pereira from uh, Brazil. And we almost got Lucas Traverso, which would have made it like a five-man, a five-man international squad taking on the Australian team mm. before our uh, World Champs campaign in Argentina. That was good fun. I remember the field was not very good. Like we'd played in there in previous weeks and been quite grassy, but I think when we played there that day, it was like dirt. Yeah, were you were you there for that one, Lee? I know Creasy was. It's a good question. It doesn't come to mind actually. Yeah. Uh, so I may not have been. It was a good game though. We won a few points. We didn't win a set. Well, um, it sounds like they only had four. I, I wonder whether they could win with, you know, two against <laughs> <laughs> well, the Australian yeah. team. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was that was great. That was a great experience. And that was a great warm-up because it kind of, that was the first time we as a team had played a high-quality opposition mm. as far as, you know, someone who could, you know, we'd had training with, uh, obviously with you and with Lucas Klinger, like individually, but as a team, trying to play against guys that could actually, you know, play at a really high level was so invaluable. Not that you'd look like it when you watch us play at that tournament, but it was invaluable at the time, for sure. All right, do we, uh, do you have anything else, Lee? Um, I, I was just curious about what some of the other things you did while you were in Australia. You said you were with... Um... Mm. A lot of German, was it friends or just other German backpackers when you were here? What else did you get up to? Yeah, um, I think I 
nearly visit the uh, whole of Troia round. I arri arrived in, in Darwin and mm. uh, the first trip was from Darwin to Perth, maybe four weeks. And then I ha had a flight from Perth to Melbourne and then after Melbourne, Sydney and from Sydney to Brisbane. And then the last trip yeah, up to uh, Backpacker Town. <laughs> Oh, Byron Bay. Yeah. Oh, Byron Bay. No, not Byron Bay. Uh, more in the north, northeast. Gold Coast. Seth. Cairns or Mackay. Cairns, Cairns, Cairns. Cairns was the, the last uh, stop of yeah. Uh, yeah of my Australia trip. Nice. Um, here I was thinking taking you to the Avoca races was going to get you um, familiar with the the Bogan Aussies, and I didn't realise you flew into Darwin, <laughs> so you would have been you would have copped it then. <laughs> you would have been thinking the whole of Australia was like. This <laughs> <laughs> So any other any other highlights you want to share with the listeners, David? Ah, yeah. Um, the second highlight was the first game for the national team of Germany, and it was a very lucky situation because the first game of mine for the national team of Germany was in Bretov nice. because um, in Bretov uh, we we had the 100 years anniversary of the uh, club and. It was a very lucky situation to have the first game yeah. for your country in your hometown. And yeah, wow. that was yeah a good day as well. <laughs> yeah. So has Bretov been playing fistball for 100 years or has the club just existed for 100 years? No, I think uh, for 50 years. Okay. Still, wow. Yeah. That's a, that's a treat. I guess that's what Nick's... The, the clubs in Germany has a, a very military historic background so you have to do sports to be a good soldier right. i think okay yeah between the first and the second world war mm -hmm. yeah okay and the, the sports like uh, fistball come later um at the 50 50 60s yeah yeah because the history of um fistball is a little it's a little murky i guess in that we don't totally know when it started and and where it started and how prolific it was because obviously it was a a pure German sport that was kept in the German history. But I, I feel like some of it's come out a mm. bit more recently, but particularly early on when we were playing, it was really hard to find anything pre the first world championships as far as how long it'd been going around. And obviously it'd been around for a while because had quite a large player base for the first world championships. So it, it is really good to know that history for sure. But yeah, that's a real treat that you got to play in front of your home fans. Yeah. Uh, so that was my three um, highlights of my career: the the Youth World Championship and uh, mm. the first yeah. game for the national team, yep. and the festivals in Australia. <laughs> what a three! That's the yeah. uh, that's the holy trinity, I believe. A, a great end of a career. <laughs> Jeez, I hope we didn't end your career, Tony. That's. that's uh... <laughs> Boy. All right. Unless we have anything else that we wanted to bring up, Lee, we could get onto some interview, inter uh, sorry, listener questions. Mm. Yeah. Let's do that. Yep. Okay. Toby, I think we have a record number of listener questions for you tonight. I mean, people were just excited when they heard that you were going to be on the podcast. So we should probably ask some of these questions. So I feel like uh, we've probably already answered this one, but I'll ask it anyway, just so that the, you know, the listener feels like he's been heard. Uh, this is from a Melvin O'Donaldson. He says, was winning the Peter Norman Trophy with the Westside Wombats at FISFIS 24 the pinnacle of your fistball career so far? But we've, I guess we've determined it's in your top three, for sure. <laughs> Let's move on. Uh, this one is... This one's, 
This one's also related to that. This is from a Jaden Boulders, um, who says, "Have you ever sought forgiveness for your role in Toby Gate?" And while the Peter Norman Trophy for the Fistivus shall never belong to its rightful owner on that day, have you ever considered financially compensating those for the emotional loss on that day? And lastly, should we ever should we expect that this compensation to be in euros? <laughs> so I believe this is <laughs> this is from a, a a player who played in the uh, the Fist and the Furious. Yeah, I believe they were called at the time, and they lost to your team, the Westside Wombats, in the final. I believe they are a little bit upset about that still. <laughs> what would you like to say to this uh, Jaden Bowders? Yeah, I'm, I'm very sorry about that. Um, but <laughs> but uh, for me, it was uh, uh, the only uh, opportunity to, to win such uh, a great trophy <laughs> like the, the festivals. And so um, I, I had to to take it uh, on this day and yeah, I don't have, um, yeah. Well, the, I think the story had a happy ending because the, the Fist and the Furious won the, the championship that year. So it's, you didn't cost them yeah, the championship. Yeah. No. So really, this Jaden should probably get over it. Uh, it was a win-win situation. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So every everyone could be <laughs> uh, lucky and happy. <laughs> I don't know if you're saying that you listened to the Nick Trinemeyer podcast. Do you remember that serve that I was talking about where I hit it, I tried to hit it at you because you're in the front attacker um, position. I served it at you and it skewed off the side of my fist and went on a really tight angle, like just over the net and like perfectly in the front corner, like complete accident. And I just kind of gave you a look, kind of a, you know, <laughs> what do you got kind of, kind of look and you just kind of, you looked at me and just shook your head like, okay, I'm just going to do some damage to you right now. Do you remember that moment? Yes, I remember this moment. And um, <laughs> it was, yeah, I, I love this moments um, because, uh, yeah, for me, playing in Australia was very fun. And But uh, uh, a game is a game. And you when you when the game starts, you want to, to uh, yeah. be the winner, not the loser. So, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. it was good for to bring the emotions up on the good Gaming level. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I need such situations. So you, this was the reason to, to win this game. <laughs> yeah, I think if anything, Jaden <laughs> should probably blame me because I think I fired you up at that point. You'd been a little bit chilled up until that point and then you were just like, well, if these Australians are going to start talking trash to me, I think I might just, I might just end this right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, before you go on, Chris, I, I think I do need to reiterate yep. the. There seems to be some some anger over this because I also had a very similar question uh, from a a, a Les Marone Roy. Um, <laughs> he he wanted to know um, that do you regret playing for the Wombats instead of the Fist and the Furious on that day? Oh. No, completely not, because um, <laughs> my uh, colors of Brethoff are black and white. That's beautiful, not colors, but it was for me an interesting situation to play in a yellow-black jersey. So, um, mm. And also, green, green is the, the color of my enemy uh, soccer club, Werder Bremen. And uh, so um, I can't play in a green jersey. So, yeah. 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 Tactical mistake there, Lee. <laughs> I hope you can live with my answer. Yeah. Um, 
no, I just yeah, I just I just hope you feel welcome uh, next time you you want to come play <laughs> yeah. here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I remember that because the the Wombats team was it was you and Louisa who played for Bretoff as well, right? Yeah, yeah, yep. And um, and then Dobbo who usually plays for Bay City, and then Malcolm and Laurie who are actually Westside Wombats. So two of the five people actually played for Westside, and then at the end of the tournament, they're just kind of like holding up the trophy like they've contributed heavily to that that victory <laughs> when they had two germans and a, and a bay city player on the team <laughs> it was a it was a hollow victory for them i think <laughs> yeah i think uh, malcolm is, is a great great manager so he uh, comes yeah, that's very smart. bring all the, the players from from the from the whole world in his team and um yeah the success um, is is on her, his side <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Lee. Do you have uh, any other questions? Or? Yeah, I, I, I actually do. Another question for you, and uh, maybe think about your answer this time. <laughs> which is which is your favourite podcast? The um, the German or the Australian podcast? Which German podcast? The German, the Faustball Gold. Ah, okay. Yeah, that's uh, from, uh, from uh, Zünke Spiller. It's all, uh, from Bretov as well. Yeah, mm. it's not the best fist fistballer, but he's. Uh, a great um, media guy, and uh, it's, it's a perfect example for the philosophy we we talked about. Mm. Um, yeah, Fosbog Gold was um, yeah very nice, mm. Mm, but I love your sense of humor in Australia. Yeah, it, it starts with a great um, video on I don't know 2013, 2014. Yeah, uh, so yeah. I think it's very diplomatic to to say that um, the Australian podcast is the best one. <laughs> Fantastic. Dip- diplomatic incorrect, I believe the answer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you want me to I'll ask you a question here? I've got um I've got two questions from someone called Nock Trinabulla. Nick Trinabulla Maya. I'm not sure. Mm. Nick something. Anyway, so he says uh, his question is uh, where did your nickname Toby Teflon come from? <laughs> yeah, it was a nickname. I've uh, it's it's from a um, it's from um, a TV series. Okay. Uh, yeah, in Germany, um, Stromberg is uh, the name of it, and maybe uh, I, I think there's the office in of the USA are the the same theme of of this uh, series. Oh, yeah. 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 So that's yes. very um, good uh, sense of humor, and um, yeah, it was a situation while the World Cup 2011 in um, Austria. But um, I don't want to talk about. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to talk <laughs> further. <laughs> Next question. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah, we'll fill in the blanks. Uh, he also had another question, which I'm guessing might have a similar response. He said, do you have any experiences with German Bundeswehr tanks? No. <laughs> um, when I was a, a, a child, I was in a museum of tanks in the North Germany, but that's my only Interesting. Yeah, experience with tanks. Ah, oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> just yeah, there we go. There we go. All right. ding, ding, ding. I remember. I remember. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to rock that. What the question? Okay. Yeah. 
it was a very funny situation while on a training camp of the um, national players in Lüneburg, I guess. And Lüneburg was my um, my study town. Mm. And um, yeah, at the end of the last training day, we, we have a party with all players. And yeah, some people come back a little bit later or very uh, early in the morning. Mm -hmm. And there was a, a nice picture on the on a, a tank with um, yeah, four national players, I guess. Okay. At six uh, six six o'clock in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> Just posing. I I don't know if it it was allowed. Maybe not. But uh, very funny situation. <laughs> oh, interesting. Okay. Uh... Which people uh, tell these questions? Uh, this one was from the uh, the the Nocturna Buller guy. <laughs> yeah, the Nocturna. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Nocturna Buller. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Which... Yeah, I don't know who he is. I'm sure he's probably a really well-known football player of some kind. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe not not a good one. <laughs> oh. So he wants to bring me in a in a bad situation on <laughs> yeah. this podcast. <laughs> I've heard he's very easy to serve to. Yeah. Um, this. But greetings to uh, Mannheim. <laughs> do you have a question, Lee? I do actually. Uh, Benoit S. Uh, he has a question, and uh, he's asked, "Have you ever run into trouble with the police during a police control?" And if so, was your cousin, Commissar Klenner, <laughs> able to bail you out? Very, very specific again. Yeah, another great, great question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, there was a funny situation, but not with Commissar Klenner. Commissar Klenner was a, yeah, th this podcast, I guess, is for kids, <laughs> so I can't uh, uh, talk about this, <laughs> the background of this uh, um, Commissar Klenner story. But um, we was on on a festival four days uh, with Christian and some other players from Bretov and some other cousins named Kleiner. And um, it was a, a police control with a yeah, alcohol test and a drug test. And I was the driver of the car. And yeah, you know me, I'm a very shy guy. And uh, so I was a little bit um, nervous okay. and um, had to do a alcohol test and it's zero, nothing inside me. Yeah. It's a wonder, yeah. but nothing inside me. And um, I said the quote, uh, no, I don't take drugs because I'm teacher. And this was for the other people around me very funny because it's a yeah, stupid uh, argumentation, but um, <laughs> because in Germany we we are um, we have a special situation for the teachers. They are mm. workers of the government. Yeah, you can say, mm -hmm. and so you uh, the government makes a, a medical test before they say, okay, Toby Kleiner is a good teacher for Germany, and um, the the medical test was one week later so i want to tell the policeman that i don't be so stupid and take drugs at this time because one week later i have a medical test uh, and yeah. uh, i bring this whole um, thoughts in this quote i don't take drugs because i'm a teacher <laughs> that's all <laughs> nice 
Do you want, you have any others, Lee? I can go. I've got. Uh, I I I have one more. Okay. Um, I can wait. If okay. You've got... Yeah, I've got a, I've got a two-parter. I don't know. You might know this person, Toby. This is from a uh, Christian Klarna. I don't know if he's any sort of relation to you, but um, he. <laughs> Yeah. He's got two uh, very maybe from I don't know as well. <laughs> two very uh, very important questions. He says, uh, "Do you still bite people, or is this something you've grown out of?" Um, maybe <laughs> I I want to to start again with biting some people, maybe cousins of mine. <laughs> <laughs> after this question, <laughs> these are all very fistball specific. I should say. <laughs> In Bretov, I was famous uh, when I yeah. was young uh, to bite every. <laughs> Yeah, maybe I, I was in the fight from Tyson and Holy uh, Holyfield. Yeah, right. Well, was Inspired. the the ear. Yeah. Maybe it was me and not um, yeah, Mike Tyson. <laughs> it's possible that you may not bite people because you are a teacher. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, that's the right <laughs> the right answer. <laughs> uh, he also had another question where he's just said, um, "This one's actually fistball related." The first one in I think five questions. Uh, he said. How come you overstepped the service line so many times? Didn't you take the rules seriously enough? Is this is this a <laughs> is this a hot topic for you, Toby? <laughs> I'm before you answer. I do want to go back to the video footage now against the uh, the big game between the Wombats and the Southmen oh, and the Fist and the Furious. Oh yeah, pull out those footballs. See whether there was any faults that weren't called. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't uh, understand this. The person. It's very disappointing about the, the um, yeah to lose this this game and um, mm. it's not yeah it's a, it's a big topic of mine but not of me because only of the the teams or players uh, who played against me mm. because I think the the rule with the three meter line is uh, an advice right. and a tip it's, it's and a suggestion I, it, it would be good not to step over but if you do it it's okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 So yeah, very untypical for for yeah for German for German people to be not so strict. But um, <laughs> for me, it's an only it's an advice. Yeah. It would be nice. Don't step over the line. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We are, we have um, a short story. We have um, a very good referee in in the northern Bundesliga uh, who uh, make the yeah what is uh, <coughs> cough. When I step over the line, Aye. yeah, he makes only uh, always. <coughs> so I know. Okay, next uh, time I have to step a little bit back. Yeah, yeah. He's give, giving you a, a subtle warning. Yes. To not do it again. Yeah. Yes. But tra training a puppy, really, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and when you serve it from behind the line, he comes over and gives you a little treat. Yeah, you have a treat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hey, when we uh, when we interviewed Nick, he did say um, when we were talking about when you played in the Fistivus and he um, and you know Malcolm was telling uh, the story of how you know we're saying oh you know you know when we have international players you know you have to play in the back line and you have to you know, take it easy on us and that you had basically said no I'm here I'm going to win <laughs> I'm gonna I'm here to win I'm I'm playing in the front and then uh, I think Nick actually said ah. Oh, Typical cleaner. <laughs> but what what does he mean by that? I don't know. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Uh, Lee, do you have 
Uh, any other questions? Yeah, uh, I, I do have one more question. Um, this question is from myself. Uh, Toby, I'm going to list out three of my all-time favourite songs, <laughs> and I want you to tell me which is your favourite out of these, just to see how much we uh, have in common. So my three all-time favourite songs are Helicopter, Eins Ein Sieben, Johnny Depp, and Mama Louder. Which is which is your favorite? Uh, th that's three cruel songs. Three classics is, is what you, you said. You have to to have uh, a lot of beer in you to hear the songs. Yes. Yeah, they all feel like songs where you need to have taken off your shirt at this point and maybe be swinging it around your head. Ex exactly, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> the three of of such songs. Party uh, <laughs> Schlager, I think it is, isn't it? Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And in in my village. Um, yeah, I grew up with such songs, so it's okay. But uh, yeah, you haven't answered the question. <laughs> Favorite? <laughs> yeah, it's can pick one. I think it's the the the, uh, the third one. The third one, Mama Lauda. Mama Lauda. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's about it's a joke about the Formula One Formula One driver mm. Nicky Lauda. Yeah, yeah. And Lauda is louder. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Double meaning. That's a joke. And, yeah. <laughs> it's great. All classics in my opinion, but uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there, there, was, there was no wrong answer with that one. Uh, nice. Is there um, anything you want to ask us, Toby, or anything? Or anything else you want to talk about? Uh, let, me, let me think. Uh, no, sorry. No. No, that's all right. Maybe, maybe later. <laughs> um. Because, yeah, I don't think we have any other questions left. Do you have any other questions, Lee? Uh, no, that's it for me. Yeah. Because um, if we don't have anything else, Toby, we'll move on to shout-outs. Fist! Boy! All right, let's, um, let's move on to shout-outs. Who wants to go first? Lee, do you want to go first? Sure, I'll go first. Uh, I've got a couple of shout-outs. Firstly, obviously, to... You know, I'm always appreciative to, to have the opportunity to, to co-host uh, Milne and, and to obviously taking Malcolm's uh, spot is, um, you know, something that does, you know, I'm, I'm filling in some big shoes. Uh, but I do want to say a particularly special shout out to Malcolm because uh, it was his birthday yesterday. So mm. happy birthday, Malcolm. I was going to do the same shout out. So yeah, I'll double down on that. Happy birthday, Malcolm. You should have gone first. I should have. Yeah. <laughs> Happy yeah, birthday. My, the power was in my hands. <laughs> yeah. uh, also, the, um, the the top I'm wearing is the, the TK Hanover jersey, which is one of my favourites. One, of, I guess one of the, the amazing things of Fistball is, is just the, um, the the willingness for, for people to just share. Um, and, um, you know, the jerseys that I've been lucky enough to, you know, be be given to me um you know they're, they're all very special to me this is uh tk hanover which is a, a really awesome um top um karen and micah schultz uh traveled throughout australia and and spent a lot of time playing fistball with us and when we went over the australian team went over to switzerland um their parents udo and Suze schultz um actually watched us play and after the game uh, Udo actually gave me his TK Hanover jersey, so that's the one I'm wearing tonight. Um, so, yeah, a big big shout out to the Schultz family and and thanks. It's a it's a top I wear very proudly. Nice. The the top that I'm the top that I'm wearing is the one that 
you trained us in, Toby, and it is the most ill-fitting shirt that I have to like roll my sleeves up because it's just like, I don't know, BLK never really got the cuts right and it's just like still flabbing down here. Maybe that's just my, my lack of physique, I guess, but uh, you know, it's, <laughs> yours fits a lot better, Lee, that's for sure. <laughs> uh few quick shout-outs. Um, one to Jason Builders. Obviously, he's now playing fistball again. So, um, yeah, join our team. Mm, every every time, yep. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, look, congratulations to Sammy as well, who won back-to-back uh, KK medals. Sorry, not KK medals. Um, uh, uh, Alan Oberkush. Yes. Um, who won back-to-back at the medal nights uh, the other night. And then, finally, um, shout-out to Benny. Uh, I don't know if he's been mentioned on any. No, of the we haven't. Yeah, yeah. So, shout out to Benny. Uh, yeah, shout out to Benny um, over in WA. Yeah, and shout out to yeah Samasoni, not just because of those double the double win, well the triple win because he also won a uh, most improved I think as well. But um, mm. I don't know if you follow him on Facebook, but he's going through this inspirational gym fitness thing, which is very impressive. He's he's at the gym every day. He's just decided he's put his mind to it. I'm going to. I don't know what his goal is, but he's just every single day he's at the gym now and posting it on Facebook so that you know he's not skimping on his goals. He's pushing through it. Mm. It's actually pretty it's pretty inspirational. Um, yeah, so yeah, good on him. He's doing an awesome, awesome job. So keep going, Sammy. Um, I'll move on to my shout-outs, Toby. You can finish with yours because, uh, you know, they're the big ones. So uh, I'll do shout-outs to, yes, I had Malcolm. Just in preparing for this kind of thinking about that internationals game i wanted to do a little shout out to the lucases they were two brazilian guys that arrived in australia separately lucas Pereira and lucas traverso um they were heavily involved in australian football at the start they're kind of etched in the history kind of put in some tough positions early on when they had to do the first selection for the australian team where we had too many players for argentina but they were good sports and they were around in Australia for a while. And, and Lucas, well, both Lucases came to some trainings and, uh, and then Lucas Traverso actually represented South Melbourne in, in Cape Town against Funstad and everything um, you know, a couple of years later. So it's pretty great. And this one's a random one, but I was just looking through old photos and I had to actually find her name. But I'm going to do a shout out to Laura, Laura Morofke. Is that right, Toby? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, so we met uh, her in Argentina, um, yeah, in the in the lunch tent, and she was there, obviously supporting Christian, and she had a go for gold tank top on and everything. Um, they had they had a whole cheer squad all cheering on Christian, and she was a super nice chick. So just thought I'd do a shout out to her. Toby, do you have any shout outs? Yes, um, in my shout out, um, I want to thank my old host, my old um, Melbourne host. Um, Malcolm, yeah. Uh, greetings, <laughs> mm. greetings to him. Triple shout out. Yeah, I, I was very, very lucky uh, to to have such a good host, and uh, he take me to all the important um, bars in Melbourne. And uh, <laughs> yeah, thank you. And the, and the seedier ones, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice. All right. Is that that's all? Yeah. You don't want to do a shout out to to Nick for putting you in some interesting positions. No, that uh, that's what I do later <laughs> outside outside of the podcast. <laughs> All right. Well then, um... maybe this was an end of a of a whole long f- friendship. <laughs> wow. 
<laughs> this is the moment. Yeah. Uh, oh, not really. <laughs> that is a good spot. Yeah. <laughs> Boy. All right, then, if we don't have anything else, we should sign off. Yeah, sign off. I'll say goodbye to summer. Um, it's been good. And, um, <laughs> yeah. Another nine months of cold. I say hello to spring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lovely. T-shirt weather coming in thick and fast for you, Toby. Sorry, I said, um, I will correct what I said there. I said that it was autumn uh, starting tomorrow in, in Germany. That's completely wrong. It, it is spring. Um, I, I did mean the season after winter. So, uh, yeah, it wasn't all educational what I was saying because it was wrong. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hello, spring. All right. Well, let's... Um, you're right, Toby. This was a reasonably short podcast by uh, your um, your guess, your estimate at the start of this podcast. That's, that's good for my editing purposes. I do appreciate it. So we usually sign off with a with an uru and a fist on. I don't know if you got to the end of the Nick podcast, but um, basically, yeah, we just one by one say uru and fist on, and then that's the end. So <laughs> you, you look sad or confused. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> bit of both (laughs) anyway toby thank you so much for coming on the podcast reasonably short notice i guess and i know that english isn't something you use a lot these days but you (laughs) did a great job and we really do appreciate you coming on and um and just talking to us about fistball and it's good to see you again after so many years anyway yeah thank you it was a pleasure yeah um that was really good to see you again toby it has been a while and uh yeah i did enjoy uh, your time that you spent with us in Australia. So glad that we got to go to the Avoca races that weekend. It was a lot of fun. Um, so, yeah, thanks for your time tonight. It's been good. All right. Well, I'll, I'm happy to start. And I'll just say uh, Uru and, and Fist On. Uru and Fist On. Uru and Fist On. Oh, beautiful. Worth it, right? <laughs> <laughs> all right. See you guys. Cheers, all. <laughs> fist. fist.